JT, me and you were talking off air uh, just a few minutes ago about the happenings going around college football, some of the things we want to talk about tonight, right? There's a lot of hot topic issues out there. Pole Assassin being one. I don't know if you've heard about that. I mean, you talked about it in brief. Weird story. Really strange story coming out of Texas. Uh, very little to do with football other than the fact that it has to do with the staffer on the Texas Longhorns. We'll talk about that a little bit. Obviously, we want to talk about the college football playoff the rankings, how we feel about that. But, JT, me and you talked about something a little bit in brief, and I kind of want to kick off the show. First of all, guys, welcome back to the Dropouts. Appreciate you tuning in. I'm Hunter. He's JT. We got a loaded show. We're moving right on. JT, it's week 10. Week 10, brother. What week is going 10. on? And you know what? It's week 10, and the dogs are still undefeated. The dogs are still undefeated. <laughs> you are correct, sir. Eight and freaking O, oh, and boy, does it feel good. You know what else feels good? Hang on. Let me let me get this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard that or not, but that, my friend, is the closest thing that I can get to winning a World Series. That's my second sip of White Claw. I had the first one off air. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine that that's how that last final out felt in Houston when Dansby threw it to Fre- Freddie Freeman and ended a 26-year drought of our beloved Atlanta Braves, world champions. Man. What you think about that, my friend? That was good stuff. Man, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful way to cap off a great, great week. Um, a weekend going into the week. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, beating our hated, hated rival, the the turds from Gainesville. Yeah. Um, and, convincingly. You know, oh, yeah. Very convincingly. And uh, the festivities were, you know, as usual, they were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I know you um, were actually there in Jacksonville. I want to hear about your experience, and we're definitely going to talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, or in this case, the world's largest outdoor ass-kicking that happened. Yeah, uh, yes. We're definitely but, going to dive into that. But, man, how do you feel about this Atlanta Brave win? Man, I, I cannot tell you how excited I was not only to to finally get that monkey off our back um and to end the the curse so 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 to speak um yeah it was just you know I, I think i'm i think i'm more relieved actually hunter to be honest with you is um i'm finally able to get some damn rest at night no more baseball um, on it's eight, these eight <laughs> o'clock first pitches come on guys i mean seriously yeah. what the hell but man, yeah. your kid, your kids, you can't, your kids can't even enjoy it. I know. You know stay, stay enough like that. Yeah. They, their baseball is going to have to do something, and I understand. You know, they want the West Coast to be able to to watch it and all this kind of stuff. But I mean, it's, it's tough, tough. I mean, they're just if they're not if they're not in it. I mean, they're just going to have to have an earlier start. You know. Yeah. I mean, well. It is what it but, is. Uh, I mean, it's not going to change. You know why? Because I'm going to watch it, especially if the Braves are in it. They could start at midnight, yeah. and I'm going to watch it, I'm especially just, in those later games. I'm just happy, man. I'm happy for Freeman. I'm happy, you know, that he's he's got one. I'm happy 
that uh, Snicker finally got one. Yeah, Dan's um, the, the whole organization, man, it's yep. just you know listening to uh, listening to Freeman's uh, post game interview, listen to Dansby's post game interview. You know they were talking about how um, years ago when they were in Mississippi that uh, a lot of those players were all together and that they could see this, they could see this coming. They could see the, the, the transformation yeah. coming in the, in the organization and in the program. Um, oh, and they knew that they, they really felt like that it was, it was going to happen one day. And, yeah. you know, lo and behold, here we are uh, world champions. It's, so, it's, it's wild because I, you don't realize unless you've been, which I under, when I saw the number, you know, I know Freddie's been with us for a while. Mm-hmm. I guess when you think of 12 seasons, like, gee, he's been there that long? Like, he doesn't seem like Freddie's been with us for that long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I agree with you, man. I mean, just a fantastic win. Would have loved to have done it in Atlanta uh, in game five, but, you know, wasn't meant to be. Game six is fine. We did that game six in 95. You know, he can't ask for much better. Pretty cool. Uh, Matt Freed showed us exactly why he was being considered the ace for the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not do well in his in the uh, the championship series. Did not pitch well. Man, you talked about that. Uh, did not pitch well his first outing in the World Series. So to come back and do what he did was nothing short of phenomenal. Well, uh, I will I will I will say this, Hunter. Let, let me let me interrupt you there for just a minute. You yeah. said he didn't pitch well. I don't think that he pitched terrible in that first game. I really don't think that he pitched bad. There was a lot of, uh, I mean, just. There was, man, but he, he threw some bad some pitches. Bad luck. No, yeah, bad luck, I guess well, you could say. But he still hung some bad pitches in there against a lineup with the Astros. That, however you feel about him, is he did not. Hitters. He did, yeah, and, and he did not establish his fastball. In no, the first he did game. not. And that's why I say and, he was not pitching postseason baseball he was not that was not elite what he was doing might have been okay for regular season but just what he did yeah. not meet expectations now game six he does the narrative is Dominant. as soon as he got his ankle stepped on somebody flipped the switch and he was like you know what that's it i'm taking it. We're, we're finishing it tonight like that's yeah, it. dominant absolutely dominant. yeah dominant 100 I, and i i just i couldn't be happier uh we're still waiting for solaire's three-run bomb to land um, oh man! I I just can't I can't think <laughs> of another home and maybe it's recency bias maybe it's because it's in Game Six of the World Series. Can you think of another ball that's been hit harder than that? I mean, just I'm probably worried. Does Freddie hit one like 460 feet in Atlanta, which was the longest in the postseason? Is that right? Yeah, but didn't that one feel the one that Solaire hit? Did it not feel like it was like 700 feet <laughs> yes and it felt like it got out of that stadium in a freaking hurry like it was gone bye see ya i ain't even trying to stay in this ballpark i'm yes. i mean it was just a thing of you he knew it as soon as he hit it and when he looked and i'm you know whatever i you say what you want about showboating i'm fine with it drop your bat beat your chest you just gave us the lead in the world series game six and then dansby comes and adds on it it was just a beautiful, beautiful game. You, to me, it was worth the wait getting the game six to do that the way it happened. You could, oh, yeah, to absolutely. me, you couldn't have scripted it any better. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 and 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 another thing that I was really super impressed with was it was a quick game. It didn't drag and drag and drag and drag oh, and drag. I don't, I don't know, man. Um, 
inning seven, eight, nine felt like they took forever in my in, in my house. It it did. It, I mean, it, it felt the whole game felt like it took a long time. But when I went and looked at the time, actually, I mean, it was bam, 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 bam. Because when Freed was on, son, he was on, and he was picking them up and putting them down. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we just kept scoring runs, um, increasing the lead. Uh, couldn't couldn't ask for better, man. A shutout. Uh, to win the world yeah. World Series championship, man. Against that offense, that's that's not nothing. You no, know? absolutely. And I, I have my feelings about Houston, guys. If we're listening and you're a Houston fan, I I could care less how you feel about what I'm about to say. I I know they made the comment during the game, and I get Dusty Baker's a great manager. I'm glad he's at Houston. I'm glad he's trying to right the ship and put the nonsense that happened in Houston behind them. But, guys, I'm not. I'm sorry. There was way too much effort into that. And I'm sorry. I, I just – I will never look at that core of Houston players, Altuve, Correa, Bregman, all those boys. I can't look at them the same. I'm sorry. How do you put on that ring and not think of, you know, we didn't do this fairly to get this ring? So, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad they didn't get redemption. They got redemption by getting there. But I'm glad they didn't get a ring. But I'm more glad – that our Braves are finally – it's hard for me – it's crazy to say, Jay. I, I'm sorry. It's 26 years. I was in fifth grade the last time this happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't in fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just a yeah. phenomenal night, man. Like you said, capped off. I mean, it was a Tuesday night, but still – and I, was alo- I wasn't alone. I was the only one awake in my house because everybody else in my house cares about stuff like sleeping or whatever. They don't like to live life for the good stuff, you know, like yeah, oh, I was, win. I actually, I actually was on duty that day, had to work. Yeah. And, uh, and thank God for the citizens. Um, we did not have a single call to interrupt the game. Good. Uh, so, so I would, you know, like to, to thank them. Personally, remember, folks. Um, JT is a firefighter by by trade. You know, I've I've left that life. I have a day job now. But uh, so, if you ever hear JT on uh, Twitter, give him a big thank you. You know, he's one of those <laughs> one of those guys. He he lives the hero life. That's what he does. That's what he means when he's saying uh, he was on shift and he didn't have any calls. As I was in it too for a while. I left it a couple years ago. But my boy's still yeah. in it. Him and CB both. They both uh, serve their community as firemen, and we do this for fun because it is fun it is fun and uh I, one day maybe i'll have me a pie job like you guys yeah uh, yeah hey i'm not gonna sit here and act like it's not it's good i'm, I'm living a good life very blessed to have what i have so but you know i will i will say this hopefully one day i won't have to have that pie job i'll be retired there you I'll go i'll be living retired life there you go <laughs> drinking the coronas and i got a couple of photos of those when you were there in jayville so, yes, sir, buddy. We'll, they we'll, were nice and big and cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll save the Jayville talk here. The 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 big win for our Bulldogs, fundamentally clinching the East, uh, especially after Kentucky lost big time to Mississippi State. I got to be honest, that was a little bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but let's talk about something else. We we talked about this off air a little bit. Um, before we started the record, and because I, I kind of want to see how you felt about it, because it's it's a topic that's out there, um, and I know I'm not saying this to dump on him anymore yet. I guess because we are we are going to dump on him, but I only bring it up because it is kind of a relatively interesting conversation. There's layers to it. The narrative now is 
and it's amazing how fast this has shifted, JT. Like, it went from this guy was about to topple Nick Saban and take complete control over the SEC East, and, you know, he was winning at a high clip. He's the one of the best coaches in the nation, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden now they're questioning if his seat is warm and how much his fans actually like him. And we're talking about Dan Mullen at Florida. Their narrative now is, is his seat warming up? Okay. There's a culmination of things. It's not any one thing. I've read some articles on this, just not articles written from uh, subjective people who are not a part of the fan base, but actual people who cover Florida, like the Gainesville Sun. There was a couple of them from Orlando Sentinel, whatever. Uh, just out of curiosity, to kind of get a, get a finger on the pulse of what's actually happening in Gainesville. And it's a little bit of a, I got to be honest with you, I'm a little bit taken aback because for the most part, people have checked out on Dan Mullen, JT. Let me tell you, man, that fan base, let me tell you, being there and just hearing uh, that fan base, you know, the way they were talking. Uh, and, of course, every year, you know, they've, they've got the hype and everything else. But I will say this. There wasn't as much this year because you could tell that from the way the ticket prices from early in the week from where they were to the end of the week to where they were. And that was, to me, that was like, nobody's really taking this game serious. The Florida fans aren't taking it. The Florida fans were dumping tickets left and right. Um, and at halftime, I mean, you could tell, you know, what kind of support that, that he had. Right. Um, and just to hear them talk, I mean, they're, they have had their fill with both Dan Mullen and Todd Grantham. Well, that's that's part of what's interesting about this conversation, JT. Is see, Todd Grantham's contract is, is done at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I think, in our last episode or an episode before, we talked about how we don't believe Dan Mullen will be here past this year. And I'm starting to think that maybe – Maybe we're wrong there. Maybe he actually will be because there's been no talk of him not coming back, right? So I guess what I'm asking is, is a seat warm? Probably. Probably. But one of the articles I read today, and I should have paid more attention to what, who wrote it and actually what, you know, what publication it was from, but it was a, it was a guy who covered this, covers the Gators. He's a UF alum. Uh, it was kind of a mediocre written article, but the basic gist was it's not just Dan Mullen. It's Scott uh, Strickland as well. Is it Strickland? Is that the AD? Whatever. Yeah. Whoever yeah. the AD is. There's a, there's a bad culture, not just in football, just pretty much in athletics. Like, they're not happy with Mike White, the basketball coach. You know, there's some stuff going down about the some sexual assault or some abuse maybe going on with uh, the women's basketball from something years ago. I mean, there's just a lot of crap going on that's setting this school back. And it's not all Dan, but then when you look at the University of Florida, you really don't think of anything outside of football, right? Because they're a foot, they're, they're a, say what you want. I don't know if they're a blue blood. Maybe they are, but they're still a big brand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Dan Mullen has done that brand no favors by being just the kind of guy that he is. I'm not saying he's a bad dude. He's just... Guys, he's a dipshit. I mean, there's no other way to say it. 
<laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Like, he's an excellent <laughs> play caller. We have said that. We have heard that ad nauseum. I have no issue with how he does X's and O's. Matter of fact, sometimes it's pretty impressive what he does. But that's not what being a head coach is. That's a coordinator. Right? We've said the same thing about Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp is an excellent coordinator. Not a great head coach. And that's that's true for so many people. Jeremy Pruitt, I believe, proved that about himself. I mean, look at you, what he, you know what I mean? Look at what he did at Tennessee. It was awful. Yeah, you you have to, in order to be a head coach, you have to be able to know how to handle certain situations. You have to know how to mm-hmm. talk to talk to the kids. You know, have a rapport with them. That doesn't mean dancing around and you know trying to get them to dance with you and stuff like that. Um, it means being stern when you have to be stern, gaining their respect. And I'm going to tell you right now, th- those players do not have respect for Dan Mullen. I don't know how much buy-in um, those players have. It's hard yeah. to, when you start seeing more reports and anonymous uh, quotes from other teams' coordinators saying, yeah, they're just, they are just they look sloppy, like the way they dress, the way they carry themselves. They think they're better than what they are. Yeah. And, and here's the thing about it, though. A lot of the fans you talk to at the game, obviously, are reasonable fans. They don't want this guy being their head coach because he's not producing the results. And where the whole – we've said this before, again, ad nauseum, that Dan Mullen is not an elite head coach. He's not. There's no numbers to support it. Quit saying it. That's that's not true, right? No. But even Florida fans that we know personally in our circle kept telling us, oh, no, Dan the man, Dan the man. He He's 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 Dak Kirby. He's a better coach than Kirby. But we kept saying, but where's the numbers to support that? No, that's not true. I'm telling you, that's not true. They kept saying it, JT. Oh, no, Dan the man, he's got him. You know, let him get the kind of talent Kirby's got. Well, yeah. let's 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 be clear. He doesn't have that. No, he is lacking so, so much in yeah. recruiting. And, yeah. and, and it, is, it is killing it's him. It's killing him. Kirby has said it. Um, Nick Saban has said it. Multiple coaches have said it. Recruiting is the lifeblood of your program. And and the ones that know, you know Florida fans out there that, that are listeners or whatever, um, and I know you've probably listened to it. I have several times because I just couldn't believe what he said. And I, I actually got a laugh out of it because I'm like, you you moron. What, what are you saying? Um, his what post-game – his post-game press conference, when he was asked about the talent gap between yeah, no, he always gives us stupid answers. Florida right? and Georgia. Yeah, and the reporter, the reporter now, the reporter asked him this, and he says, "Eh, you know, we won we last better, year. They won yeah, last year. Yeah, we were better last year. They were better this year." And he said, "I don't really see, you know, what the." He said, "You know, he said." I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're, what you're wanting to say. He said, well, if you want me to, I'll answer the question for you. The reporter said that. I actually I'm didn't like, watch it because it's, it's painful to watch these things. Um, he, he, he's Dan Mullen has hung his hat on the whole playing Bama close last year. They've hung their whole season on playing Bama close this year. That's all we freaking heard. We're two yeah. points behind Bama. No, you're not. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not. Cause remember, in 2019, he was seven points behind Georgia. So what are you, 27 points behind now? 
Again, mm-hmm. that's a stupid metric. That's not how yeah. it works. Well, he doesn't have any. He doesn't have any positive energy this year. That's he that's the problem. He doesn't have any. Positive. You're right, hundred <laughs> percent. And here's the other part of it. The other answer he gave, which admittedly was probably taken out of context, when he said, "You know, we'll talk about recruiting when it's recruiting season." But I say that it's taken out of context, but it's really not because you can't take that out of context when it's very clear that recruiting is not something that you put a whole lot in based on what you're putting on the field. And, and there again, I go back to, you know, being a head coach and having a rapport with these kids. What do you think, if, if you're saying what he said about the recruiting deal mm-hmm. and talking about, well, we'll get to recruiting when recruiting season is, is here. Right now we're, we're, in, we're in football season. Okay, if you're a recruit and you're wanting possibly to go to this school and Why? you hear that, you and you hear that, and you're thinking in your mind, okay, well, I thought you were recruiting me. Well, right now, you're saying I don't give a rip about you, kid. You know because this is not recruiting season, so yeah. we're well, not gonna. And that's why yeah, I say and, I don't know if it's that because again, I, I do think it was taken out of context. I don't know. I don't think he wanted to talk about it right then. But still, at the same I, time, you asked Kirby that question. You're going to get an answer. You're going to get a better you're, answer you're, than that. You're going to get a straight answer. And let me get away from Kirby because then it's, oh, you're just being home. Fine. Ask Ryan Day that question. Ask Dabo Sweeney that question. Ask Nick Saban that question. You're going to get the same similar answer. Yes, yeah, the lifeblood of your program. And look, we need to clear something up. It's not just about recruiting because the opposite of this is also true, JT. You can be a knockout stellar recruiter. But if you can't coach him up, what are you doing? Uh, Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, case absolutely. In, case in point, Michigan consistently, year in, year out, Michigan gets really high recruit classes. Oregon. But the results on the field are always, they're just not getting there. An argument yeah. can be made for Clemson this year. That team is still loaded with four and five stars, guys. DJ Uandale was a five-star. Brian Brzee was a five-star. Justin Ross, I think, was a five-star. Miles Murphy, they're not shorthanded when it comes to high-quality players. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, and I'm not pretending to know what's happening at Clemson. It's not that they didn't, they didn't forget how to coach. So I don't know if it's a scheme problem. I don't know what the issue is at Clemson. What I'm saying is it's not enough to just be a good recruiter but it's also not enough to just be a good coach. You got to be able to do both pretty well to have success. Getting the best yep. players in the country certainly helps when it comes to scheme. You don't have to coach as hard. Then you can focus more on what scheme. Scheme. You don't yep. have to. And you things, know what I mean? Yeah, and things. You know, and and like what I call what I call your your top tier coaches. Um, they understand that. From one year to the next, it's not the same. Things are changing. Everybody's different. And yeah, and when things change, you got to change with it. Again, that, Jason, that's, Jason, that's yeah, what coaching is. Guys, case in point, a five star Trevor Lawrence is obviously much different than a five star DJ Yonderlay. Different strengths, different reasons are five stars. And again, we're not here to, I'm not here to dump on Dan Mullen the entire time. My question is simple. If he decides, you know what? We're getting rid of Todd Grantham. We're making the staff changes. We're going to get really invested in recruiting. 
does that even matter? Because I got to be honest with you. I don't think he's got the personality to be a good recruiter. I just don't. I don't think he's hired the right people. Remember when Tim Brewster got hired away from North Carolina to be the tight ends coach, and he was gonna, he was putting a fence up in Florida when he he didn't. If he did, it was one of them very very low like invisible fences. Yeah. But he forgot to plug in because they're just steady leaving the state. I I, I don't know that it makes a difference even if if Dan Mullen says you know what I'm gonna sell out. I think they're too far behind JT. This I'm, was, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, and and this is this is this is all I was, I'll, I'll end this on my end. Right. I'll end it with this. Okay. Personally. Yep. Dan Mullen has checked out of Florida. Oh, that was obvious. Yeah, he's he, he's checked out. He wants he wants out. an NFL job. Yeah, he's but, checked out, and I don't know if any NFL team will give him a chance. I don't know. I see, I've changed my stance on that too. I think they would as a coordinator. I don't think you want him as a head coach in the NFL because here's the deal. Here's why. And you know, I got to be honest with you in years past, Florida would have those brush-ups. Players would have brush-ups with the law. Uh, kind of same as Georgia, really. And that's yeah. kind of went by the wayside for the most part. I mean, they may have things here and there. Uh, but by and large, it looks like they don't have that issue, but I don't think he's got his team bought in. I just don't. No. And I don't know what that – I don't know why. You know what I mean? It's. I, I, but I think it maybe has to do with what you just said that he's checked out. I don't know. Is Dan Mullen going to be around for 2022? I hope so. I hope they give him a lifetime contract. I hope he loves Todd Grantham and, you know, and they, he stays as well. But, of course, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah. I do it believe – It would be nice. Yeah, it would be <laughs> nice. But I do believe that they have a lot of catching up to do. This was This was This was their time to get caught up. UCF is still going to be recruiting at a high clip. Right, because of Gus Malzahn, you still got Miami in the play. They're they're coming. They're not great, but you can't ever discount Miami, especially with the home kids. They want to play for the home school for the most part down there in South Florida. But yep. you got to give Mike Norvell some credit too. You know what I mean? He he's starting to get some talent there, and he he's shopping for the same kind of talent that Florida's shopping for. He's not trying to shoot for the three stars. He's he's aiming big and aiming high. So let's move on. I agree with you. We're yep. done with the Florida talk. I could care less what happens. Uh, Georgia got the big win. So, do you want to go ahead and talk about that, or do, is there, you know, do you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about playoff committee. Yeah, we can talk about the picks. Yep. All yep, right. We can talk about that. One through four. Georgia, the unanimous number one, sitting there at top of the pile, eight and zero. Okay, after the big win over the Florida Gators. Last Saturday, number two is sitting in Alabama at seven and one. Of course, they had the one road loss to Texas A&M. Uh, Michigan State standing undefeated, eight and zero, and then rounding out the top four is Oregon, seven and one. Big win over Ohio State, arguably probably the best win of the four, as far as you know, opponents. Their win over Ohio State, uh, but pretty sour loss when they lose to Stanford. That wasn't yeah. that wasn't great. Not ideal. Terrible, terrible loss. Um, in my mind, you could have easily put Ohio State at number four and Oregon at number five, and I probably would feel the same way about this top four. But I got to be honest with you, this isn't like years past, JT, where we kind of looked at it like, oh man, that's crap. It should be that way. I actually pretty much agree with one through four. I'm okay with it. Well, I, and and I'll say this, and and we did talk a little bit about this before. Um, number one, of course, unanimous. I mean, that's 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 the way that that should be. Um, 
do I think that Bama deserves a two spot? Not necessarily. Do I think they should be in in the top? Do I think they should be in the top four? Absolutely, they should be in the top four because right, well, they are one this. of the top four. Before they are one you, of the best four teams. Yeah. Before you move on past that, though, who who would you have at number two? Because no one else below Bama's beaten Bama. You know what I mean? And we got to look at this with the lens that the, the 13 people in the playoff committee is looking at it from is who's the best team? Michigan State's not going to beat Bama. Oregon won't beat Bama. You know what I mean? So who, where would you have Bama in that four? If it was you today and said, JT, give me your top four. I would, I would have, I would have State. I would have State at number two. Um, okay. And simply, simply because, simply because, they are undefeated, um, and Bama did lose to an unranked Texas A and M. Unranked at the time, but they're the number fourteen team yep. in the country right now. They they are they are they have started playing good good football, um, but still at that time unranked. Yeah. So um, I w- I would have them number two. I'm not saying that Bama doesn't deserve to be in the top four. No, I know that, but I I just I don't see where you could put them anywhere else other than number two. Do I think that Do I think that they're better than Michigan State? Absolutely. Yeah, they. I Um, think they would absolutely destroy Michigan State if I'm honest. The uh, The only thing this is this is this is the kicker, Hunter. This is this is the kicker. Don't say kicker because I'm still mad at Pod Lesney. (laughs) This is. This is what a lot of people are, are having, I guess, not issues with, but are questioning. Yep. The committee puts Bama in that spot. Okay. Technically, they went out, get to the SEC championship. Yeah. They lose the SEC championship to Georgia, albeit a close loss. They are still going to be in that top four. I, I don't know. I don't know, man, because they will a, still they maybe, will still be in the top four. Maybe they will still be in the top four. There are things that have to happen around Bama for that to happen. All right. If and, it is if it's a close loss, if it's a close loss to the number one team in the country, they will be in the top four. I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't think so. I disagree with you, man, because I gotta be on and it, again now, if Oklahoma trips up and they end up with a loss or two Michigan State trips up and they end up with a loss or two because we've looked at their schedule, especially this coming up week. They they might have a loss in their schedule. You know, if Ohio State finds another loss, Oregon, whatever. Okay, cool. Then maybe I can finally I can see that. Do but, you put a Do you put a Cincinnati team in there that's one out if you've got a two loss Bama? Yeah, I think you do. I, no. I sincerely think you do because no, there ha- you have to you have to give some credence now I, I again i've i've kind of been an advocate for Cincy, but i've also changed my position on that after you kind of start looking around what's happening with cincinnati they've gotten progressively worse you know what i mean they're not as dynamic as they were at the beginning of the year um ritter's not having the kind of season i think people expected them to have yeah they beat notre dame but okay notre dame's a top 10 team but they're not great either right so that's their signature yeah. win. But if the reasoning for having Michigan State at number two is because they're undefeated, why can't we apply that with the same? Now, listen, I'm not saying being undefeated is the, the qualifier here because there's several – Wake Forest is undefeated, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, UTSA is undefeated. So that can't be the qualifier. That That's not what I'm saying. But what I well, am saying strength, is 
Yeah, the strength of schedule has got to play a part in it. Too. Right, right. What I'm saying is I don't see Bama getting in. And I could be way wrong, dude. That would be the first that wouldn't be the first time. But I don't see Bama getting in even if they have one loss in regular season, they lose the SEC championship and you got Oklahoma sitting there with no losses or Ohio State sitting there with one loss and Oregon with one loss and Michigan State even with one loss. Bama's not getting in. There's just not enough. How many How many struggle wins though? does Oklahoma have a struggle, struggle win in Kansas? Come I, on, man. I, I know, buddy. Come I, on. Hey, listen, I'm not – I think Oklahoma – Bama would destroy Oklahoma. Like, you're not going to convince me otherwise. If they were head-to-head, I agree with that. But at the same time, at a certain point, how do you justify – even if Oklahoma has struggled with everybody, if they're sitting at 12-0, come at the end of the regular season and they win their conference championship or whatever – I don't know how you put. I don't know how you could put a two-loss Bama in. You, you know what I mean? But like I said, you if they lose, that's one thing. But if it's a close loss, I'm talking, you know, three point, two point. Yeah. If it's if it's a close loss, this may be the first time since the playoffs have been around. That I'm you not saying see a, a, a two-loss team in the top four. I'm not saying I'd be surprised if you see it. I just don't think you will. I don't think it's yeah. there because I, I don't. I got to look at Oklahoma's schedule to see who they got coming up, but I don't see them not winning out. Ohio State. I've already said that I feel like Michigan could maybe get Ohio State. I kind of feel like a dummy now for saying that, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> I got to stick with it. I got to stay with it. Um, but again, it stands to reason that Ohio State could win out, right? But Ohio State and Michigan State, they still got to play each other. Exactly. So one of those is going to carry another loss. Let's just assume Michigan State's the one that carries that loss. They're sitting at you know one loss. Ohio State sitting at one loss. Oklahoma sitting at no losses. Georgia's still undefeated. Then you got a two loss Bama. I just don't. I don't see it. I, I just if you yeah. if if Michigan if Michigan State if they lose badly to Ohio State they're out. And. I, I'm not saying that's wrong either. And it still begs the question. You asked it, and it's a good one. What happens to Cincinnati and all this? Cincinnati, fundam- Cincinnati just does not have the – They don't have the resume. Uh, they, they don't have the resume. They don't have the eye to – I mean, they, they have one one credible win. Yep. And it was – it Is was it, I mean, yeah. it was a good it was a good win. It was a road win. It was tough. It was tough. It was a good win. It was yeah. really tough for them. But um, it – uh. It's. I just don't see. I just don't see them. Just don't see that happening. Um, I don't see Cincinnati getting in. And that's what's crazy, man. Is Wake Forest could win out. I don't see that happening either. But they could. Uh, but then you got a lot. Of, a lot of other one-loss teams that could win out. Notre Dame could win out. Oklahoma State could possibly win out. Baylor. You know what I mean? These are all. Those are all in the same. You know, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and, and Oklahoma is all in the same conference. But. Somebody's got to take a loss. You know what I mean? Yep. If they're playing each other. So I haven't looked at their schedules to know, but it's an interesting conversation because usually we're looking at this. You're looking at Bama. You're looking at Clemson. You know those two got the spots. And then you're looking at mm-hmm. Ohio State. And you're like, okay, well, they got one too. And there's usually a fourth in there that we're kind of scratching our head, uh, which is usually either Oklahoma or Notre freaking Dame. Now it's just yep. like we know really those three spots behind Georgia – Barring like a monumental collapse from Georgia, we don't really know what's going to happen. 
Yeah. And it's, I, li- it's, I um, like it. Hey, I, I do too, buddy. I do too. It's, it's, we're not having to, we're not having to worry about, um, like you said, unless a mon- monumental collapse that, that, that yeah. we have, we're not really having to worry about, you know, if we're going to squeak in from being right. five or six or, you know, whatever, um, we're pretty much in control. And, uh, I like that. I like being in that position. Yes. We um, are. We literally control our own destiny here. I mean, a lot's got to so, happen in terms of who we would play, but that, let me ask you this question. Right. We've done our job. Georgia has. Mm-hmm. We go 12-0 and regular season. We take care of business as the championship. We win our first round college football playoff. We got our ticket punched. We're going to Indianapolis. Lucas yeah. Oil Stadium, December 4th. I believe that's – nope, I'm sorry, January. December 4th is SEC championship. It's in mm-hmm. January sometime. All right. Who is our ideal matchup? Who do you want to see our dogs play in Indianapolis? Like, if you had to choose, like, this is the team I'd like to see us go up against and, and try to try to win. Um, <laughs> you know me, <laughs> I'm, I'm all about blood, man. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I want, uh, I want, I want the tide. I want them. I want yeah, but let's bad. say we take care of business in Atlanta. We take the tide out. They're done. Their blood is on our hands. We've moved on. We got them. Who's I, next? They're too, what if they get in though? That's what I'm saying. I don't, who, who, who's the let's, ideal matchup? Let's assume they, they're not in. Let's let's take Bama out. We knock them out. They're done. So now the top four is Georgia, Michigan State, Oregon. Maybe okay. Fine. Let's take. Let's just say Georgia, Oregon, Ohio State, Michigan State. I don't know how that would work, but let's just. I got an answer that I'd like to see, <laughs> but I want to see where you sit. Uh, well, you we can know figure your top four at however you want, but take Bama out because I. If we beat Bama in the SEC championship, I don't see them getting in. Unless there's just a lot of stuff that happens around it. Um, I would, uh, I, I would personally, if if none of those are are, are in, none of those are able to to go. Um, mm-hmm. I I personally, um, I would I would love to I would love to play those Buckeyes. Yeah, me too. That's the one I wanted. That's the, that's the matchup yeah. I'd like to see. I sincerely yeah, I would. Um, either them. Or, or Oregon, because I think Man. we match up well with both of them. Now I'm not I'm not looking at this from an excitement game, guys. Listen, I want whatever game Georgia plays, I want it over by halftime with Georgia putting this thing away. Yeah, I don't want close games when it comes to Georgia. I love watching close games like the Egg Bowl, the Iron Bowl. Those are fun. When yeah. Michigan and, and Ohio State play, I, I'm okay with them being close. But when Georgia plays, I want to be winning sixty-seven to nothing. Yeah, I you want know, it to be the, just like the World Series. <laughs> yeah, I want there to be no doubt we're walking away with a W here. So, I, I think we match up. I do think Ohio State has a pretty good offense, like really good offense. Yeah. But, obviously, they don't face the caliber of defense. And that's what I mean. Well, you, do you really want to play Ohio State? You ain't facing an offense like that. Yeah, I understand. But why do you always leave the second half of that sentence out? They ain't facing yeah. defense like this either. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so, I don't know. It's interesting. The college football playoff has been not that interesting in, in years past. Usually it's one spot open up for grabs, and now we're looking at three that really, right now it is what it is, but two weeks from now it could be different. You know, come conference championship times, it could be different. It's it's kind of wild. But I can tell you who's not getting in. The four and four Florida Gators. 
Uh, they're not even. Tea. They're not even bowl eligible right now, and it's November. Isn't that wild? <laughs> what a world we I, live in. I think it's. I think it's comical. It's hilarious. <laughs> it really is. All right. Hey, I will. I will tell you. I will tell you one thing before we stop. Tell me one thing. Playoff talk. Um, I will say that we won't have to worry about Bama if Auburn takes care of them in the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I don't see it. I mean, I think we've said that before. That oh yeah, I can see. I can see Auburn doing. I don't know, man. Bama's gotten progressively better every single week. Yeah, that includes their linebackers and and defensively, which. You know, people say defensively, Bama's not that good. No, no, it's not that they're not that good. They're just not as good as they were. They're still pretty yeah. darn good. They lead the strange, league. Huh? Strange strange things happens in this Iron Bowl, man. It does. I mean, the kick six was not nothing. You know what I mean? But that's been years ago, and it'd be interesting to see. I mean, if that happens, then you can go ahead and assume you're not going to see Bama in the playoffs. Because you won't see him in the in the SC championship either, yeah. And no. I mean, unless Auburn just continues to collapse, but they've gotten progressively better too. That's another interesting scenario. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we're going to talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Get into some Week Ten picks, some interesting games coming up, and then we'll preview Georgia and Mizzou. We'll see you in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We sure appreciate you sticking around and waiting on the second half of the show. Hey, find us on Twitter. Follow us. Talk to us. We love to engage with you. We really, we sincerely do. We enjoy it. Uh, so find us there. Uh, follow us. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Wherever that is. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple iTunes. We're everywhere. We, we got it on lockdown. Uh, Hunter likes to argue on Twitter. I too. love to. It's fun. Especially <laughs> if it's lighthearted, it's fun. When it's when you listen, guys. We and I've said this before on air. We live in an age where you can literally find an answer to anything in a matter of seconds. The very thing you're using to post your dumbass tweets, you could use to your advantage to find out if there's statistics and facts to support what it is you're putting out there. So, but if you decide that now nah, I'm going to skip that step and I'm going to come at this these folks with some really, really bad, bad takes, yeah, there's going to be folks that dismantle your, your opinions. That's just the way it is, guys. You were warned. <laughs> Looking out for you. And it just seems like you always piss somebody off. That's fine. That's what, again, what, what you know what I mean? It is what it is. <laughs> they, and, it, and if I'm honest with you, it's very rarely anybody else outside of Florida fans. Because even still, they're doubling down. I'd rather have Mullen as my coach. Yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> All right. That's like saying you'd rather stub your toe than grab a live electrical wire. You know what I mean? You're just picking. It's stupid. So, whatever. Anyway, we're going to move right on. So, you were in Jacksonville, my friend. How was your yes. experience? You had a good time. Dodge one. Oh man, had a blast, man. I always do when I go. Always do. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go down early. You know, real, real early this time. Uh, me and the wife left. Uh, probably, I don't know. I would say ten o'clock or so. We left uh, the house, got down there noonish, um, 
got to take in some of the festivities, you know, went downtown. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a party, you know, as always, uh, and just enjoyed the, enjoyed the game. Um, and I will tell you one section, one section that you do not (laughs) want to take in this game. If you sit in sections 228 through 230, anywhere in that vicinity, yeah, um, especially 229, um, we were baking, <laughs> and oh. it was a it was a nice nice day. Yeah. It was so comfortable. It was. Um, but yeah, we were sitting up there in 229 sun beaming down, bouncing off a white wall, just cooking us. How was it next um, to the band? You said you were sitting next to the UJ band. Yeah. Was it that was, all right? I mean, they were sitting a little bit further than what I expected them to be. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't terrible, but it was a, it was pretty cool sitting, sitting next to them. You know, they the played the fight song a lot, you know? Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> what was they did really, play the fight what song was really cool. Yeah, what was really cool was um, right there. You know, I went to the uh, went to the beverage stand. Um, you know, during halftime, and uh, caught the the Redcoats uh, coming back into their area, and had a just a train of Redcoats coming through. Yeah, like they were like they were coming down the tracks, baby. And the crowd had to stop to let them go through, and mm-hmm. a lot of them they were. We were high-fiving, you know, having, you know, go-dog time. and it Having was, a good uh, old go-dog time. I, yeah, I like man. It. And, uh, you know, just, so, you know, some of the, some of the red coats were, they were, they were pretty cool. You know, yeah. some of them were your typical band people. Um, but, uh, I mean, it was a lot of them. They were crazy wild. They were, they were into it. But, uh. All in all, man, me and the wife had a great time. Good deal. Like I said, like we always do, and went to Amelia Island, spent the night at Amelia Island down there. Always a nice went place. A, yeah, went to a bar afterwards, yep. watched the World Series, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, just uh, it was it was just a fun field weekend, man. Would have been nice, and it was nice to come away with a win out of that game. Ab- absolutely, it was nice just to. Gold drag those jokers. Yeah. Man. Well, let's let's get into the game because admittedly this thing started too slow for my liking. It was I, very I, very slow. Uh, very offensively, slow. really disappointed. Stetson Bennett was very careless with the football. Uh, threw up two just to me in my mind egregious picks. I, I just I don't looking back double at double coverage. Yeah, double coverage. Yeah, double coverage. But one of the Safety first pick over the top. Yeah. The first pick he threw, he threw it four yards past his receiver, which is where the corner was you know so it just didn't make our safety was that just didn't make any sense it was just a bad throw it was a bad read uh stetson did himself no favors here with the anti-stetson crowd now i need disclaimer i'm not an anti-stetson guy i love stetson i've said that ad nauseum i hope he's the guy that takes us all the way but at the same time i don't know what the status is with jt daniels i don't know if he's hurt uh i don't there's different things that we keep hearing. He's not 100%. You know, we're working him back in. They're they're sharing reps in practice, whatever else. I don't care. Here's what it is at the end of the day. I told Joe at the beginning of the season, I'm going to trust Kirby. I've done that. That's not changing. If Kirby Smart continues to roll 
Stetson Bennett the fourth out there on that field as, as QB1, then that tells me, cool, they're seeing what they're seeing in practice. JT Daniels is not ready. Okay? Yeah. That's not to say that Stetson Bennett did not have himself a bad game. Now, he settled down in the second half. But he still made some bad decisions. At the same time, though, he did some things in that game and was like, wow. This kid's legit, that's, man. Yeah, yeah. That's the Stetson Bennett we know. Yep, right. That's, and, yep. I, and I have to plug this because I can't tell you all enough. Brooks Austin, the film guy, get on his Patreon, guys, because I'm telling you, when he breaks down this film and it makes you feel so much better and it does help you understand. Sometimes you walk away thinking, oh, boy, that was worse than I thought. Or, hey, you know what? That wasn't as bad as I thought. That's actually much better. Some of the things that, that, that Stetson did in that game with his legs, even with his eyes, with his decision making, were very good. Okay. Well, what I, you know what I you know what I liked about the whole um, Munkins uh, his scheme uh, mm. for that game was he was getting Bennett out of the pocket. He was he was rolling him out right. uh, on the bootlegs. Um, it just using his using his ability, using his athletic ability right. to and that's something Stetson is good at. JT Daniels yes. is very much a pocket passer, and that's fine because he has a quick trigger. He has a really quick trigger. I believe mm-hmm. JT Daniels' processor is a lot faster than Stetson Bennett. That's not a knock on Stetson, guys. It's not okay. It's just. I think that's the difference. As far as arm strength goes, I don't know that there's that much of a difference between Stetson and JT Daniels. I think JT Daniels is more accurate, but I also think it's a field vision thing. I think it's what JT sees that maybe Stetson doesn't see Mm -hmm. as far as coverages, checks, you know what I mean? And JT Daniels tends to – he'll still make some downfield shots, but he's not quite as careless. Now, I say that. We've all seen JT Daniels throwing the double coverage too. Mm-hmm. He did it during South Carolina. You know what I mean? So, I, what I, I'm going to ask you the the stats a minute defectors this: What happens if JT Daniels comes in and throws two picks in a game? What then? Uh, you know, you know I, I, mean? I was I was very I was very surprised, Hunter. Actually, that that JT did not did not come in the game. Um. Because we were really kind of all expecting him to get get some playing time, you know. I mean, we we were hearing that, you know, he was finally healthy. He's had a full week of practice. He was throwing deep balls. Yeah. Uh, he was taking snaps with the first team. Um, fully expecting him to to be out there, um, and just for whatever reason, uh, never did uh, never did come to fruition with him. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, I think that we we played. I won't say we didn't play well. We played good enough to handle that opponent. We didn't play um, well consistently throughout the game. There were times there were drives. Exactly. It was like, okay, cool, this is great. Uh, we had flashes. Yep. yep. James Cook and Zemir White, I have nothing but love for those guys. When they get the ball, they yep. do great things. And I don't yep. know why. I will say this about Don Munkin. I'm not going to complain about him because I think he's brilliant. And I think he, he has done wonders for our offense. 
Stetson Bennett has clearly improved under Todd Munkin, as has yep. our receivers, pass blocking, all that stuff. Uh, but I will say he's really quick to get away from the run when it's working. I wish he'd stay with it a little bit longer, and just let just feed it to Z and let him, you know, let Zeus do what Zeus does. And you, you know, know and we, quit sending our, our, James Cook through the middle. He is not <laughs> a between the tackles guy. I love James Cook, y'all, but as soon as someone touches him, he's down. Like he's not busting through tackles. It's it's not been as bad this season as it has been in the past. But right. yes, he's he is not an in between the tackles kind of guy. And I I was I was screaming that, screaming, screaming, screaming yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Our first, our first goal line opportunity that we had when Stetson scrambled and got down, I think it was about the six or something like that. Right. Our our play calling down there, um, and like you said, I love Munkin. I love his love his play calling, love his schemes. Um, I think we kind of shit the bed on that on that uh, on that goal line there. Um, we didn't we didn't run the ball like we should have. I think he gave it to Cook uh, twice, trying to get him up the middle, uh-huh. um, and then we went directly to the pass. And yeah, yeah, it was a it was a run run pass that ended up in a field goal. Yeah, 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 and, and it yeah. was it was just not it was I don't not know, there. Man, I'm okay with that. I, that's that's how you set up play action. Again, Stetson's really good at a play action. He is. You he know is. what I mean? You run run pass pass being a play action. I was okay with that as much. I just couldn't understand the offensive line. We got to give some credit to Florida here because I said this during the game. That first half, we were not handling Florida's defensive front very well. We were getting beat. Yeah, it was it was it was sloppy. It was it was very sloppy. Our our we were we were missing assignments. We were missing assignments. Our execution was atrocious. Um, yeah, but like, like we always do, it seems like, you know, we settle down, we adjust and, uh, we, we started leaning on them and, you know, Zeus started popping some runs, uh, cook started popping some runs. We, we opened up the pass game. Uh, Bennett was, I mean, I think it it needs to be great uh, intermediate passes. It needs to be state law that Brock Bowers just no less than five touches a game. Because oh, every single and, time and, and he gets the ball in his hand, he's doing something special. I feel the same way some, about Darnell Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some, some shape, form, or fashion, both of them need to touch the ball yes. at least at least five times. Hit Darnell Whether underneath and dare yeah. a linebacker or a safety to try to hit him when he gets. It takes him a minute to get full speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But getting wound up, let him go. Especially in the especially in the red zone. If you're in the green zone, okay, fine. You know, hit Brock Bowers, and, and see, and that's what that 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 was that was what was eating me up, Hunter. Um, you know, on that on that goal line, I was like, hey, you know, if we're gonna throw the ball, yeah. Now this this is a pass down. You know, we've got Darnell in there. Throw a freaking jump ball. <laughs> and here I, I am. Mean, yeah, here we are talking like we're we know better than Todd Mike. But at the same, it's just stuff we'd like to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I really yeah, want to see. I want to see Big DW get involved and. I'm a just I'm already a Brock Bowers fan, so we're we're couch quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. You know. <laughs> I'll tell you this though, I don't think it matters. I keep saying it, and maybe it will. Maybe it does matter. 
because at a certain point, we're, we're through the, the hardest part of our schedule, JT. Now, I, don't, get me, don't get it twisted. I think Tennessee's going to be harder than what we're giving them credit for. I don't think they win, but I think they're harder than what we give them credit for. They've yet to face a defense like what they're going to face. Yeah. But they're able to put up points. Okay, they have that. So I don't want to completely overlook them. But what I'm about to say is up until maybe the playoff, maybe Atlanta, let's just say Atlanta, that's our line. Okay, that's that's mm-hmm. our spot. I don't think it matters who's the quarterback up until that point. Because when you have a defense that's basically running roughshod over everybody, look what happened in two and a half minutes against Florida. It was three. I lost my, I lost, I lost my voice. That's what happened. It was three to nothing. <laughs> and then oh. Nolan Smith just manhandles out of Anthony. And there's nothing Anthony Richards could have done. I don't blame him for this. There's nothing he could have no. done. It was just Nolan Smith. He said he, he he dogged up and he ripped the ball out and he made a freaking play. Yeah, yeah. Now he it was you know originally thought to be a touchdown. He was down when he got the ball out. Whatever. James Cook mm-hmm. running in. Okay, cool. Next possession for Florida. He throws a pick to who? Nolan Smith. After Trayvon Walker tips it up. That's when Stetson threw that dime, absolutely beautiful pitch and catch to Kyrus Jackson, who I'm so happy to see back. Yeah, I yeah. love Kyrus Jackson. Makes a great catch. Touchdown, 17 to nothing. All right, cool. And instead of Dan Mullen trying to just get to the half, he says, you know what? We're going to keep passing. <laughs> cool. But even if that play wouldn't have been intercepted, like what? What were you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. And you weren't you weren't in field goal range where you would have caught the ball. You know what I mean? It was it was it was so. Uh, and and Hunter, was, I mean, you you know how it is when you're watching live. I mean, you can you can you can see more of the field. Yeah. You can you can see things um, transpiring. You can see them happening. You know, before they actually happen. Um, when he turned and threw that ball out there and I saw Nakobe break as hard as he did, I, was, I, I grabbed my wife and I was like, it's a pick six, pick six. <laughs> and yeah, it was after that. I, I lost my voice after that. It was amazing. Um, I mean, it was literally the fact, listen, I got to be honest with you guys. I did not see the pick six live. I did not. I stepped out of my living room to go un drink some white claws Come back, I hear my brother-in-law in my living room, pick six, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I come out there just in time to see you know them celebrating in the end zone. I said, what happened? And then they played the replay. I was like, that's insane. Like, let's yeah. look at this for a minute. It was three to nothing. And in two minutes and 35 seconds, the game was over. Yeah. 24 and- to nothing. And Mullen just, you know, like he could have ran a couple of plays up the middle, you know, just knock some time off the clock. Because I really think that Kirby, he may have called some timeouts right then, maybe try to get the ball back at, with with some time left. But I just don't I mean, think. Can you think survive. of another time? Can you think of another time when a defense has had that kind of effect on the football game? in that short a span. Everybody keeps talking about the 2011 Bama defense was the best of all time, and I agree. But there was never that moment like that. 
2011 Bama was 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 really good. They yeah. were the best of all time until the 2021 dogs. We've allowed 53 points. We've scored defensively 66. No. No, we've scored 66 to whatever. Whatever the statistic was. I'm get, I'm, I'm I'm screwing that up really bad. Don't listen to me should, on Should should have been should have been a shutout. Should have been a shutout. I will say that. Yeah, it should have been shut out. That's what we were wanting. Kobe Dean was really pissed that we didn't get the shutout. There was some video footage of him on the sideline kind of fussing at the yeah. fact that we gave up seven. But let's let's still be clear. 53 points, guys. We've given up offensive points. Eight games in. That's insane. That's 6.6 points per game. That's the mm-hmm. average. That includes two shutouts. That guys, statistically, right now, this is the best defense college football has ever seen. Yeah. Does that remain? We'll see. Because again, Tennessee concerns me because of their ability to put up points. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, I I kind of feel like we can pitch another shutout this weekend against Mizzou. I sincerely believe yeah. that. I'll give you my store prediction here in a little bit. Uh, but I mean, it was just again. Think back. Even you people who have been watching college football much longer than me and much longer than JT, even though we've been watching for a very long time, I cannot think objectively of another defense, of another team that has affected the game in that short of time against their most heated rival, a division rival, in the toughest conference in college football. I just, I can't. It was amazing to watch. And it was, there was Absolutely. nothing Florida could do. You can just look at Anthony Mitchell and say, man, what the hell do I got to do? Yeah, it it that 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 short span of time you could see it just completely deflated them. Well, completely. Anthony Richardson didn't happen to lead the game because Dan Mullen kept calling quarterback quarterback keeper quarterback draws, and the poor guy kept getting hit over and over and over again. The guy's an athlete, man. I'm not taking anything away from Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be a really good football player, a really good quarterback. Everybody kept talking about Cam Newton 2.0. That's not it. Quit with that. So that's not what it is. All right. Uh, but, man, he, he took some shots in this game. He kept playing. Mm-hmm. And he was, if I'm honest with you, he was set up to fail, man. And listen, Dan Mullen tried to tell y'all he wasn't ready. He just wasn't. And he was not, and that was not the game to start him, man. Now, the argument can be made Dan Mullen should have started him way back earlier in the season over Emory Jones, but – I, I could really care less about either one of those guys. But what I'm saying is, what did you really expect against the number one defense in the country? Yeah. It, you know, it was just a tall – it was a tall ass, man. And, you know, he, he he got it handed to him. He had to leave the game. I hope he's not seriously injured, but I don't know. I haven't heard. I don't check up on it, so I don't know. But Emory Jones came yeah. in and didn't do much better. Yeah, I hadn't heard any reports on it or anything like that. So I mean, it no. must not be, must not be too bad. No. All right, let's get into some week ten stuff. Let's talk about it. For those of you who didn't watch the Georgia Florida game, by the way, we won thirty four to seven. On the back of the defense, yes, offense still scored points. Zeus had an amazing run there towards the end to make it thirty four uh, seven. It was twenty seven to seven, and we were thinking, oh, you know. It'd be nice to get another touchdown. Oh, look, another touchdown. 
Yeah. And, so. Which, which, which I said that too. I was telling my wife, I was like, we need to bust one right here. Just, just one more, just one more. Yeah. And they just so happened to, you know, just put everybody up in the box and Zeus bounced it on the outside. There was took Zeus. Off. I looked for the running backs to have themselves a big game this Saturday against Mizzou. Yeah. It was just, it was just awful. Really bad. We'll get to Mizzou. All right. So week 10, here it is. Here's some, there are some good games. Some low-key good games. Weird lines, though. Like, there's some weird lines uh, this this week, and I'm very confused. Um, so, Liberty, the return of Hugh Freeze in Oxford. The return of Hugh Freeze in Oxford. Ole Miss is hosting the Liberty Flame. Ole Miss is only favored by 9.5 here. i got to be honest with you. A um, little bit. Confused by that line, I would think Ole Miss would be favored a little bit different. Over under at sixty-seven. I don't know, man. What does Vegas see in here, Jay? I don't know, man. That's kind of a shocker. Um, I, that's I'm like you. I really, <laughs> I really thought that there'd be be more of a spread than that. Um, I haven't really followed Liberty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me, me neither. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean. I don't know. Maybe Vegas knows something that we don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, I don't think Liberty wins. I think Ole Miss wins. I don't really know enough about the game to say if they cover or not, but I would like to think Ole Miss covers here. You know what I mean? I would I would think so, man. I, just nine points? I mean, eh. Yeah, nine I, and I, a hook. I just, just yeah, I think, it, I think it'd be more than that. Yeah. I really do. Um, here's an interesting. I will say, I will say that's all. That's all depending on Matt Corral's health, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. how much left does he have in the tank, man? Because they rode him pretty hard. Yeah, he really have. But I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting game. Could be close, you know. Uh, speaking of an interesting game, the Auburn Tigers headed to Kyle Field to take on the twelfth man, Texas A&M Aggies, hosting Auburn. A&M is favored by four and a hook. 49 and a half over and under. Um, this is an interesting one, man. I got to be honest with you. If I was gambling on this game, I don't know that I would pick. I, I would have a hard time putting any money on this game. I just don't know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Man, you kind of talked I, about this the other day. And my, yeah. my equalizing factor here of why I would pick the Aggies is because of Road Bonex, and I don't know if he's completely shaken that yet. Right, and 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 I agree with that. Um, and I also don't think that um, Auburn can, especially in the atmosphere at, at Kyle Field. I I really don't think that they have the defense to to stop that offense. I re- I really don't. Yeah. Um, and and another th- you know another factor is Bo Nix. I just I don't I don't uh, I don't think he he's figured out this road thing yet. Admittedly, though, Brian Harson has done a remarkable job to this point, and Bo Nix and Auburn as a whole have increased their ability. I don't know what I, I lost my sentence halfway through. They have gotten better. Words yeah. are hard. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Auburn has too many white claws. Too many white had claws. one. <laughs> I thought you popped another one. No, it was just the one. I have. I need okay. to go get another one. I'm about to let you talk here in a minute. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go get another one. 
So, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> Auburn, Auburn's an interesting case, in my opinion. We talked about this. We brought up the fact that they do they have the possibility to upset Bama. I don't know. I, I just not with the way Bama's increased has has. Hey, what what's with increased? Why is that my word all of a sudden? Now that Alabama I'm, has gotten better, they, you <laughs> you should happening. you should you should increase your white claw. You know what? How, take it from here. Tell me why. Tell me who you tell the people. Who wins and why? I'm gonna go get. I gotta get something to wet this. Which game. which game? Which game are we? Even We're still about? talking about Auburn, Texas A&M. I can't get it out. I told you. I told you. I'm. I, I like A&M in this game. You think I they really cover do. the four and a half? Uh, I yeah, I do. Really, I think they do. I think yeah, Texas I think A&M wins as well, buddy. I, I gotta take it, and I think they also cover. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Yeah. If this I was agree. in Auburn, I'd feel differently about it. Hundred percent. Yeah. But it's not. So I don't. Yeah. Uh, so kick us off. Mississippi State, Arty. Arkansas, this is in Arkansas. Again, four and a half in favor of Arkansas. The over-under at 55 and a half. I'm not even touching this one. I'll tell you who Dude. I want after you do. Go ahead and take it away. I got to get something to drink. I'll be right back. JT, I, I'm t- take it I'm going to tell you, man. I, I just this, this game right here is a flat toss-up. Um, no idea. Um, I, I would take a coin and call heads or tails on it and, uh, you know, for whatever team, and that's the team I'll go with. That's, that's how close I think this, this game is going to be. Um, Mississippi state has pulled off some crazy, crazy, uh, wins here lately. They dismantled Kentucky last week, which I got to be honest with you. I wasn't, I was not prepared for that. Very surprising. Yeah. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's shocking. Um, but I am, uh, since we, since they are going to be, uh, in Arkansas, mm-hmm. uh, I am, I am going with the Razorbacks on this okay. and Sam Pittman. I think he'll have them ready and there will be no, uh, there will be no magic for Leachman, uh, this weekend. So I, I got to go against you here, but I think Mississippi state pulls it off. I hate okay. to do that to the pit boss. Cause I love Sam Pittman, but I think Mississippi state, they're just going to continue to do weird shit that people don't expect them to do. You know what I mean? And just, so yeah, I'm going to go with Mississippi state here. It's probably going to like bite it. me, but no, I mean, Hey, it's uh, it is what it is, brother. I mean, yeah. you know, so here's another one that's interesting. Tennessee, Going to vaunted Kroger Field to take on the Wildcats, the beleaguered Wildcats right now. Two losses, SEC. You know, again, we expected them to lose to Georgia. No surprise there, but they did lose to the other Bulldogs of the SEC in the Mississippi State. I just didn't, and not just lost, like they lost handily, 31-17. Not great. Mm-hmm. Does Kentucky get back right here, even though Tennessee is favored by one? I hate this. I can't just make it a pick em. It probably yeah. is a pick 'em by now. Yeah. Matter of fact, let's well, treat it like you, a how can, how can you have a one? <laughs> Favorite by one. Well, I mean, 27-28 game, you know, 24-23 game. I get that part, but not this game. I, I don't like the one. I don't. Make it a pick 'em. And that's what, yeah. you know, matter of fact, let's, we're going to do our own. JT, we're going to say, this is a pick 'em. This is, this is 100%. This is, who do you got straight up? I don't know. I have went back and forth on this game. I don't know. Mm. 
I, you you make this call, and, and right. then I'll. Uh, I'll tell you what I feel. I think UT does it. I think they get it. I think they win, and I don't think it's particularly close at the end of the game. I don't trust Will Levis at this point. For whatever reason, Kentucky kind of feels like they're going out of their way to not run the ball despite having Chris Rodriguez. You know what I mean? They kind of did that against Georgia, too. Why? I don't – well, I mean, I do know because they weren't getting any success, but you should have at least – they should have tried it more, I feel like, with Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Putting the game on Will Levis's back just is not going to work. Tennessee's actually really good against the run also, so – I don't know. I don't think this bodes well for Kentucky. I know Kentucky pretty much won convincingly last year, but I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like Tennessee wins this game, and then it's going to be the narrative. Well, they got they've got momentum going into their matchup with Georgia, which is their homecoming. It's in Knoxville. Georgia's going to be an upset alert. Blah 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 blah. And I don't know. I feel like Tennessee wins this game. The over under is fifty six and a half, so they're expecting some fireworks. Yeah, um, and I'm gonna disagree with you. Um, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Big Blue, um, simply simply because I believe wholeheartedly that Tennessee is going to be looking ahead. That is possible, but I don't know. Now I don't know. Do you look ahead on this kind of a rivalry? This is this is one. This is another border rivalry. You know what I mean? Uh... I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I, don't th- I don't know if they'll be looking ahead. I, I don't think so. I I, I I like Kentucky, man. I really do. I don't I, mind I, the I pick. That, uh, I, yeah, I don't. I don't mind the pick, but I, I think that uh, I think I think they might be looking looking ahead. If you ask me, who I prefer to win, that's Kentucky. But I just, I just, I think Tennessee. I think their firepower is just going to be a little bit too much. Yeah. For Kentucky. We'll see. We will see. That's the reason why we make these picks. We will see. Yes. Next one. This <laughs> one's pretty much a no-brainer. Bama hosting LSU. Bama favored by 28 and a half. The over-under <laughs> is 66 and a half. I think Bama absolutely just mops the floor with this team. I don't think it's close. I don't think LSU's ever in it. It's just this is going to be a bloodbath, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. Um it's uh I'm looking at like a forty two thirteen, forty nine sixteen type game. I, I think they not only win but they more than cover. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna win very handily, I, I believe. Yeah. Um probably, you know, some somewhere about what you said, uh if if not if Worse. not more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean they, they may not even get thirteen, may not even get twenty points. Yeah. Know? I don't really think um, it's gonna be close. Yeah, it's, it's going to be ugly. So here's another one that's kind of interesting on paper. I, I wouldn't I, – I know which way I'd need to go, but, I, you know, my heart. Um, UF is traveling to Columbia to take on the Gamecocks. Florida's favored by 18 here. Over-unders at 52.5. I would love more than anything for Shane Beamer to pull this off. I sincerely would. And for that reason, I'm picking USC. I think they got to win. Yeah. Um. I, I I'm I'm with you. I I would love nothing more than Shane Beamer to win this game. Um. Yeah. However, however, 
I just don't think South Carolina has what it takes to stop Florida. I really don't. No, I, um, I logically, like, I think Florida wins logically. But I got to yes. be honest with you. I was already thinking this, and I was listening to the Saturday. What is no? It's, it's called College Football Uncensored. It's the other Saturday Down South podcast with Chris Marler and Tyler Huck, I believe is his last name. Great podcast. Mm-hmm. Listen to him. Check him out. Probably one of the best on the market besides us, of course. And he said <laughs> something that I was already feeling like we kind of touched on it earlier. Is this team invested? Are they going to play for their coach? Are they going to get up and show up and play and win? Like, Or can South Carolina take advantage of the fact that maybe this team is just not with it because their head coach is checked out? You know, they're not even, they've canceled all the media availability. There's something happening at Florida that's not great. That is, that is the only reason I see them not winning the game is if they come out and you can just tell from. Yeah the first snap that hey we're 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 not playing for this coach anymore we're, we're done yeah yeah um when 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 i think it was tyler that said that that's i was like i said i've been thinking the same thing so that kind of reinforced yeah. my opinion that you know what i'm going i'm going for it i'm going to go for yeah. the pick so but you're taking you um, with, yeah yeah i bad as i hate to man yeah, I, I, I am <laughs> All right, so let's move through these other ones pretty quickly. I got to be honest with you, we've talked about this a little bit earlier. Michigan State going to Purdue. This feels like a trap game for Michigan State. Michigan State's favored by three, despite being undefeated in Michigan in Purdue at four and three, I believe is their record. Fifty-three and a half is over under. I got to be honest with you, man. My heart tells me, my head tells me Michigan State's going to win this game, but they got to be careful here. I'm going to pick Michigan State, but for some reason, I'm doing that cautiously. Yeah. It, and it's a good thing. I mean, it is very – you should do it very cautiously because Purdue is uh, – they, they've been some giant killers this year, um, some big upsets well, that they've had. It's not been that long ago when they tore down Ohio State. Yeah. And uh, they uh, they beat Iowa. Um, yep. I think it was Iowa. They yep. beat the beat the brakes off of them. Um, I, I really – you know, it, like you said, it's a differential. What three points? Yeah, I think it is. Um, as a spread, I, man, I I really think that Michigan. I think Mel Tucker's going to have the Spartans ready to go, man. I really do. Um, I think that uh, they're going to run the ball um, against the uh, Boilermakers. Um, I don't think that they have the defense to contain that running back. Yeah. Um, so that's the reason why I like Sparty. Cool. Yeah, like I say, I'm picking Michigan State, but this just feels like a trap game, just because of Purdue's history. Kind of like it does. kind of it like does. Appalachian State. You know, Appalachian State took down Coastal Carolina. You just got those yeah. schools that have this tendency to pull off an upset every now and again, especially when they're hosting that team. All right, so yep. this one's weird too, man. Wake Forest undefeated, traveling to North Carolina. North Carolina unranked is favored by two and a half. I don't know what Vegas knows here, but that's weird. Over under is at seventy six and a half. So apparently they think their their defenses are no just defense. not going to go on the field. I have, yeah. I, I got to take Wake Forest, man, because I got to be honest with you. I don't see it. I don't see where North Carolina is going to win, but. Maybe Vegas sees something I don't, but I got to go wake here. Yeah, I'm. I'm. 
I'm not seeing anything that North Carolina's had this year that that no. <laughs> resembles anything close to the offense that the no. Wake Forest has. I don't know what so, Vegas is uh, seeing here, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going with the Demon Deacons on it. Cool. All right, so our game, Georgia hosting the Mizzou Tigers. Uh, Georgia favored. This is the the largest spread where Georgia's been favored this season. 38. That's greater, more than what we were favored with Vandy, which was 34 and a half at time of kickoff. This is crazy, man. Mizzou is bad. Like, really bad. Uh, obviously, I think Georgia wins. I think the offense has a big day. I think we get some stuff corrected, right? I think, uh, mm-hmm. Our running backs have a big day. I think whoever's playing quarterback has a big day. Obviously, our defense feasts. I believe the defense gets one to two turnovers and maybe even some points off of defense. So, I got I got to say, I know you're picking UGA, JT, but give me a score prediction. How do you think this plays out? Man, I think this is going to be another – this is going to be over very quickly. Yep. Um, it's going to be another another Vandy-type deal. Yeah. Um, so um, – Mizzou's defense is that, awful. They're really bad. The, they are. Um, and they had a real tight game with Vanderbilt uh, last weekend. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, um, I'm going with, um, like, maybe 55 to 3. Ooh, really? Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm, looking for us, I'm looking for us to put up some big points, man. That is big points. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a shutout, buddy. Are you? I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to shut up. Forty-two to nothing is my score. I'm going to say. 40. Okay. Yeah, I'll take forty-two. I, like I I originally had wrote down forty-five to nothing, but I think forty-two to nothing is our is our jam. Uh, I think we shut them out. You know, I could be wrong, but I I don't know, man. I just don't feel like they have anything for us. I just don't. Yeah, not I don't this defense. Not at home. Not in Athens. So nope. th- this this defense would be hungry to, to shut down uh, another SEC East op- uh, opponent and do it at home. The final, uh, pretty sure is this the final home game of this? It is. This is the final home game it of the is. season. Uh, a, the week a after damn, a damn twelve o'clock start. I know we've had more. T- this number one team, even as number two team, we've had more noon kickoffs than anybody ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't care. I really, I sincerely don't. These boys are up. It don't matter. They're going to be up for this game. Because they they want to make a statement here, uh, and it should be a should be a very special weekend too. Because it uh, looks like there's going to be a lot of the Braves. I hope so. Blooper uh, personnel there. Blooper. Yeah. Um, trying trying to get him in the Spike Squad apparently. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, it'd be very cool. Um, so yeah, good times coming up in in uh, in Athens this weekend yeah. apparently. Going to be a fun game. It's going to be fun to watch. Our defense, of course, is, again is going to feast. Um, I look for them to, again, exercise some of the demons. What I mean by that is whoever is QB1, whoever starting on the center, we may see both. I could care less who we see as long as they take care of the football and get yeah. some momentum on defense rolling into Tennessee because we're going to have to score some points. I may be wrong there. We may completely shut Tennessee down. But I'm expecting somewhat of a rock fight there. Uh, and then, of course, we got Georgia Tech to round out the regular season who was, I guess, still playing football. I don't know what they're doing. But it is what it is. Well, guys, that's our show. JT is a pleasure, as usual. Love doing this with you, man. Glad to got you on the pod. Can't wait for the next one, which will be next week, of course, where we review <laughs> Mizzou, and then, of course, we'll get into Tennessee talk. But JT, man, 
Tell the people how much you love them. Man, you just you just don't know. You can't put it into words, man. You just can't. Um, we just we love all the support everybody's given us. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know we do we do want y'all to uh, to touch base with us. Get us on get us on Twitter. Um, we uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're on the gram. Uh, you know, just just hit us up. You yep. know, give us some questions. We like we like feedback questions. Uh, we like to to interact with with people. So. Especially on Twitter, uh, yeah. man. Tell us, tell us if we suck. Tell us why we suck, and I'll tell you why you suck. And then you know, we'll, yeah. just, we'll go that route. Because Hunter loves to argue on Twitter. If I if, if I haven't mentioned it's that, fun. hey, listen, we had a friend of the show <laughs> tell us, and he listens, and he told us we need to argue more. So <laughs> it is what it is. Our, our listen, our conversation is really organic. Like we pick out topics and we throw darts to see what sticks. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, I do engage on Twitter. I don't always argue. I agree with a lot of people, especially if you're a Dogs fan or a Braves fan. Or a Hawks fan. Yeah. Go Hawks. I got to yeah, check yeah, Absolutely. But anyway, guys, yeah, absolutely. like JT said, words cannot describe how much we appreciate you and the support you give us. Thank you so much. And we can't wait to do this again, man. And hopefully we're talking about another Georgia W. I fully expect that. We'll see you next week. Go Braves and go dogs. Hey, go dogs.